Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with drummer of Zapparella, spiritual counselor and author Clementine Moss. She is the founder and drummer of Zapparella with a busy solo career as a singer and songwriter. Her book, From Bonham to Buddha and Back, The Slow Enlightenment of the Hard Rock Drummer, uses her music career as a metaphor for contemplative practice. She moved to New York City with a creative writing degree after college, and her writing path gave way to her musical one when she found drumming. She lives in San Francisco these days, and she has a great story. Enjoy this interview. Clementine, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's great. So where are you located at in the world? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, wow, it's a great city. Yeah, yeah where yeah. are you? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, Kansas City. Ah, yeah. Actually, I'll be there at the end of this month, <laughs> playing a show. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that'll be around the time. I'm trying to think we're going to have the NFL draft here. It's going to get crazy here pretty soon. So, um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody will be descending. Well, and we'll have the World Cup, too, which still blows my mind that we pulled that off. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, when is when is that? Uh, it is wow, twenty six maybe. I think. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah. there the thirtieth, so hopefully we'll we'll skirt around some of it. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. Well, Clementine, before we get into your life and 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 how what what makes you who you are, I want to know first and foremost. The last three years with COVID has been quite tumultuous and it's worked on all of us in different ways so i'm curious how you survived that time period and how it subsequently has changed the way that you live life and conduct business now well um you know musicians were kind of the first to feel it and the last to kind of come back into you know normal life right um and uh, I make, you know, my primary source of income is in playing shows and being in a rock band. So um, I kind of watched shows for the year as the lockdowns happened. I kind of watched them all kind of fall like dominoes in front of me. And um, and then, uh, you know, there thankfully there was government assistance for, you know, um, small business owners and musicians at that time. So that kind of carried me through financially. Um, but what I realized when um, everything stopped is that, you know, I've been a musician for 30 years, and for the last 20, I've been playing, you know, six to eight shows a month, um, flying all over and, you know, all that travel. Um, I recognized when I finally had the time to do it that there was a level of fatigue in me that was so deep. It was like an ocean of fatigue. <laughs> so um, the first few months were spent in addressing that, just really being, um, you know, a lot of self-care and just really being kind to myself. Um, luckily, um, uh, my family, you know, it, people did get COVID, but uh, nobody got it um, direly, which was, you know, a great relief. Um, and, you know, I was here with my husband of 20 years, and he's a musician and a, a manager of bands and a tour manager. So, you know, we'd have 20 years of, you know, rarely being in the same place for more than a, a month or two at a time. And um, and we realized we liked each other. <laughs> so that was a nice <laughs> surprise. <laughs> 
uh, spending so much time together. Um, and then, you know, I really did start to to feel the sense like, gosh, the world really needs to get back to being in spaces where we're all together being moved by music, being moved by our heart, being moved by celebration or joy. And I kept feeling, you know, the real drive to get back to doing that again. And, and now I, I value the the connection, the community, um, you know, the call to to celebration that music provides. Um, and so while I'm not working, um, you know, we kind of all made a decision to not, you know, work ourselves into the into the ground the way we were before. Um, we really did get back, and I feel like, um, you know, with with kind of a commitment to um, to be to put on the best kind of shows that we could and uh, that we can, and, and to really uh, open open our hearts up to the people that we're we're rocking with. Yeah. So, are you going to play a show in Kansas City? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to play? Yep. Uh, we're playing at um, the Record Bar. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. that's a great place. Oh, that's have you great. played there before? I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the person who books it is a real old friend of my husband's. Uh, uh, so, um, so that's kind of neat too. It's a little bit of a homecoming, and um, and he'll actually be there. Uh, we're playing in Omaha the next night, and that's where he's from. And we have you know a great extended. Um, family there, so uh, some people will be coming down. So it'll be kind of a two-day party. So I'm happy Perfect. about that. Yeah, absolutely. So let me get kind of a handle on you and and how music became your life. I mean, would, would, did you always dream when you were younger that you were going to be a musician when you grew up? No, uh, music was a complete surprise, actually. Um, I mean, I was very musical as a child, um, you know, playing different instruments and being in the choir and, you know, um, uh, all of that. Um, But I really saw myself as a writer, and I went to school for writing, and then I moved to New York when I graduated from college and um, really, you know, went to New York City and was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to be where my favorite writers were, and I was floundering in my mid-twenties. Um, I felt like I didn't have anything to say and um, and was kind of spinning around and um, I found drumming and I started playing drums when I was 27 and pretty quickly it kind of took me over. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a funny story that way. So when we go back into your life, Tell me where you were born and raised and how the roots and, and the seeds of music got into you to become who you are today. Mm. Well, I was I grew up in Southern California, uh, in Orange County, California, uh, in the suburbs. And my dad was the ultimate rock and roll lover. Um, every weekend morning, 8 a.m., stereo up all day long. And his favorite band was The Stones, Is uh, was The Stones, and uh, he and my mother uh, always went to the, see The Stones when they were uh, in town. And um, But then he loved, you know, all what we call classic rock now, but at the time was just rock, and um, really loved Southern rock um, a lot, and, uh, you know, the Beatles, the band, you know, all of that. And it was just a great 
um, music education for me. Um, my mother's mother had sung briefly when she was young with big bands. And um, so the big band music was really um, coming from my mother's side. So, you know, I just really loved uh, all the old jazz standards and all of that stuff as well. So um, there was a lot of music around and I was, you know, playing piano and the flute and all of these different things. So um, I feel like my father kind of taught me how to, how to hear music, you know, in a particular way. And um, so when I started playing drums, I realized that I, I had this kind of basic understanding of rock and roll that I think might be in my DNA. <laughs> so what was the first live show you ever saw in your life that really blew you away? I saw the Stones at the L.A. Coliseum. Um, Prince and George Thorogood opened for them. Prince got booed off the stage in front of 90,000 people after four songs, um, which I think more than anything just says that Stones fans weren't really going to put up with anything, you know, other than the Stones. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I remember my father took me to that concert, and I remember that uh, very clearly of it just being just, so everything's so big, you know. Um, it didn't occur to me at the time that that would ever be, um, you know, a part of my life. Yeah. Wow, that is, that's amazing. Um, so who's been kind of a role model or a hero for you in your life? Uh, well, let's see, you know... Well, at now, you know, I'm a, a spiritual counselor as well. I, I work in uh, some different modalities that are based in um, Buddhism and uh, shamanic technique. Um, and I really have to say that, you know, the real heroes to me are people who um, who really dive in and approach their suffering uh, with the idea that they're going to be, um, that they're going to work to relieve it. You know, I um, I had a very negative voice in my head for most of my life. Um, and, you know, through a lot of years of just kind of diving in and uncovering where where that was coming from and, and how to deal with it and how to move past it so I could, you know, wake up in my mornings and um, feel like I was worthy of being here, feel like I was worthy of... Um, of being in the world and that I had something to say and to contribute, you know, it was a big, long process. So when I think about the people I work with, diving into things like PTSD or early childhood trauma, and they really are so brave in confronting those things. Um, I don't know, that, that to me, that's what really uh, I feel are the, are the heroes in the world, the people who decide that they, that suffering is not, is not, what is supposed to be present for us. You know, we're supposed to learn from it and then move through it. So, so if you can meet, yeah, so if you can meet anybody alive, you know, musician or otherwise on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Uh, let's see. I would love to, um, I'd love to meet up with the Dalai Lama. Uh, I'd like to be with somebody who has devoted it his life to compassion and to feel what that that energy feels like. Um, I think that would be pretty wonderful. Yeah. So I got to say, um, have you been to Knuckleheads in Kansas City? Knuckleheads? Yeah. No. 
it's a, it's a pretty big venue, and that's almost why where I thought you were going to play. Um, and and I saw um, there was a an all female band, kind of a grunge band from the '90s that reunited called Frog Pond, and I saw them uh, Saturday night. Uh, my wife oh. and I went to see them, and Katie Gann and the Drive opened up for them, and there was a um, there was this um, woman that was playing the drums that was just phenomenal. If you have a chance, you got to check her out. She stole the show. I mean, she was just oh, all I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah Katie and, and, Okay. Yeah. Are you familiar with her? No, no. Oh yeah, they were. She were. They rocked the whole thing. Like it was. It was amazing. Yeah. Wow, so, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'm curious in your capacity. If I put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day, just to kind of get an essence of exactly what you do on a daily basis, and one of the kids looks up at you and says, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Well, if I'm talking to a third grader, I tell them I'm a rock and roll drummer. And I just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> um, uh, I have all of these other aspects. Uh, you know, I'm a writer and a spiritual counselor, but... Um, I think for a third grader, the really neat thing is that I play, I can play an ACDC song. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you, what was the album for you? What was the, what was the definitive album that you still come back to in your life that always gets you, you know, motivated or makes you like feel the roots of you wanting to be a musician? Oh my gosh, there are so many. Um, well, you know, I'm in a Zeppelin band Zepparella. So um that um you know Zeppelin one is definitely uh, a real love. Um but uh God, oh my gosh, there are just so many. I mean the first album I really remember falling madly in love with uh was Cosmos Factory, Credence Clearwater Credence Clearwater Revival. Um my father had that. I remember being like three and just like looking at that um looking at that cover it was only in my 20s i realized oh they're in a recording studio i always thought they were in a garage when i was a little kid because i didn't know what a recording studio was um and then elton john i mean yellow brick road i just that you know as far as lyrics go i'm i'm a songwriter and lyricist as well and um you know those lyrics i you just can't get you can't get uh over bernie Taupin, so absolutely so what is it that ultimately motivates you every day to get up and to be who you are and do what you do? Well, I don't know that I this is a, so much of a conscious uh, thing that I'm thinking about all the time, but it has been, um, you know, a realization in my life that I was born with such benefit. I mean, I had two parents who loved me. I had enough to eat. I was um, you know, I had a decent mind. I had good teachers. I had, I've just had so much love and support in my life. And I feel that in my life, my job is to be connected to positivity, to the light, and to model that um, for people who might be having a hard time finding that in the moment. And, um, you know, I've always said if if I go down in and get wrapped up in being very cynical and depressed, which I have been in my life, but if I if I really you know dive into that and let that be 
what I am, then I feel like I'm not doing a service to all of the benefits that I was given in my life. I feel like I have to live up in a way to that, um, to all of the great things that I'm so grateful for. And um, I really model the fact that, you know, we can be happy. We can connect to this kind of underlying joy that's at the base of our existence. Um, It is possible. And I think that's, you know, hopefully my days end up culminating and, you know, at the end of my life of people saying that I was, you know, that I, I did shine some light, I guess. That's what so I let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom and the roads you've been down. What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> Get to therapy. <laughs> Go into therapy <laughs> right now. Do not wait until you're la- later in life to start working on it now. Move through all of that stuff. Like, get going. Um, and start playing drums. <laughs> Immediately cool. start playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you're the one in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. I think I'm. Um, I think I'm creative energy. I think I'm creating um, the way that I see the world uh, in my perceptions, in my moments. I. Um, I think I'm creating. You know that that creative force that is Clem is moves into different projects. You know, music or. Um, or learning, or studying, or contemplative practice—all of these things—I feel there's a, a creative force um, that I I want to nurture and allow to kind of move forward without judgment. Um, yeah, without judging everything that I do, I'd like to just move move with that creative force. So I guess maybe I would say the creative force connected to all creative forces. <laughs> so Clementine, if anyone wants to learn about, you know, watch you live, your shows, I know you're coming to Kansas City, your book, anything related to your world, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, so we can go, uh, anybody can go to Clem thegreat.com clemthegreat.com that has my book uh, From Bonham to Buddha and Back and it talks about Zapparella, my band, and then my other musical projects and um, my uh, spiritual counseling uh, website is there as well so that's kind of the hub of Clem clemthegreat.com Clementine, thank you. I love that name. I, I I was looking at my phone and and I just I've never really I don't think I've ever really ran into someone with that name and I've always really liked it. It just has an elegance to it. So it's oh, great thank to you. <laughs> I, it's great to get to know you. Enjoy Kansas City. Have a great trip and thank you for imparting your story. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. And you know, if you decide that you guys want to come out to the show, let me know and I'll be on guest list. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino. We're going to cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Keep it cool.